Thanks for checking out the Ascent Church podcast. Our mission is to reach, equip, and impact others exactly where they are as we rise to new life in Christ. We hope that this message encourages you. Now, here's Pastor Thomas Lane. Amen. Tonight, I want to address the tension. And I'm going to hug my notes a little tighter than normal because it's tough to preach two in a day. It's a little tricky. I'm getting old. It's a challenge for me. But the tension I want to address is this. It's a question we get all the time. You might notice on Sundays, I don't talk much about this church or where we're going or who we are because I understand you're bringing your friends and your friends don't give a rip about Ascent Church. They don't care. Um, you begged them to bring for them just to come. And maybe that's your spouse or your friend. So I want to do our best on Sundays to focus on God, focus on the word, but special nights like this, we can take the time and say, okay, who, who are we and where is God calling us down the road. So the tension I want to address is a question I get all the time. Who are we? Why are we called Ascent? Um, where are we going? What's the next step? Are we going to be in this school forever? Are we going to have a preschool? I'll make it simple for you. We ain't ever having a preschool. Okay? So if that was your question, there's your answer. Um, that's the easiest one. So if any of the kids' team is like, shucks. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about this tension because it's something you've, I hope you've wondered it. I hope this is your church. I hope you've wondered this. Um, we have to start, instead of talking where, where are we going or what, what are we going to do? We have to start with who. We have to start with who. We have to start with identity. We have to start with who are we supposed to be. Here's what I want to tell you. We have to determine who God is calling us to be. Then and only then can we determine where are we going. Once you figure out the who, then the where is easy. It's so easy. But oftentimes in life, we try to do the opposite. I think we spend so much time asking God, what's the next step? Should I take this job? Should I pursue that? Should I join this ministry? Should I do that? We do the opposite and it's so confusing. I want to ask you, do you focus more on steps or your soul? When you are going to him in prayer, are your, is your average question, because mine, it sneaks up. It's this, it's, God, where, what are you calling me to do? Where are you calling me to be? Am I supposed to go to this or that? Am I supposed to join this team or that team? Am I supposed to go here or there? We spend so much time asking him where are we supposed to be going? We neglect our soul. We neglect who we are. We neglect our identity. How, when was the last time you prayed about your identity? When's the last time you prayed about your character or your holiness or who you are inside? I don't think we do that much. I don't think we do. We go to God who's like he's a genie or something, like he's Will Smith in the Aladdin remake. Y'all aren't laughing, so y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Look up Will Smith, blue Aladdin, and you'll get a good laugh. You'll get a good kick. But that's how we treat him. That's how we treat him. Y'all, here's what you need to know. We need to focus more on who we are, who we are rather than where we are going. Yo, this makes life decisions so much easier. Sometimes you and your spouse, you're fighting your button heads. It's a conflict. It's a challenge. But if you sit down and say, what is this family about? What does this family prioritize if you do that? So many decisions come into line. If you say, look, God's number one in my life, in my heart. You know how that affects your money? You don't have to have to struggle this wrestling match every month. You don't have to say, oh, we'll give if we have enough, if we have enough money. We'll give if we're not going on vacation. You know, we're going to give first. That's what we do. We give sacrificially because God is first in my life. If you as a family decide God is first in our life, when Sunday comes, you don't have to have the argument. We're going to the beach. We're going to church. When your kid says, hey, I want to play soccer, and you look, and oh, gosh, it's on Sundays. Oh, man, baseball's on Sunday. Oh, man, football's on Sunday. You don't have to have a heated discussion late at night with your spouse. We're going to church. We should let them be on a team sport. You don't have to make that decision because you're going to find something that doesn't conflict with Sunday. Because you said, you said this is the priority. You don't have to argue about it. You don't have to talk. It's not a fight. 
because we've made this decision because that's who we are. It affects what you watch on TV. It affects it affects everything. It affects what you say. If you say, look, I'm a believer. I'm going to honor God with my mouth. You, you, you know, that's easy. I'm not going to gossip. I'm not going to have a potty mouth. I'm not going to roll my mouth about that person when they're not in line, when they're not around. That's what, that's what we got to do. We got to look at who. Because I wanted to tell you tonight, this is not only for this church. This is for everybody. Purpose trumps passion. Purpose beats passion every single time, but we are a culture who's all about passion. Did anyone go to a college graduation? Anyone going to a high school graduation? I will bet these shoes where I got from Nordstrom online in the sales little click, what is it called? The sales department, whatever it's called. I will bet these shoes that, you know what? Someone's going to say something like this. Go out there and find your passion and go after it with all you've got. And that sounds good. That sounds real good. Why would you want to do something you're not passionate about? I'm not saying passion's bad. Passion's great. I'm looking at a bunch of passionate people, passionate about this community, passionate about your friends and your family who don't know God, passionate to give, to serve, to fight for this city. I'm looking at passionate people and I'm not saying passion's bad, but I wanted you to know purpose trumps passion. Purpose trumps passion. You have to know what your purpose is. Because some days you'll want to know a secret. Some days I don't feel like preaching. I feel like brunching. <laughs> some days I wake up, I'm sure it's the devil, but I'm coming to church. I'm like, this sermon sucks. I'm like, my jokes aren't funny. They're a bunch of dad jokes. Nobody's going to get that illustration. I should just stay in bed. I should just fix sick again and let Jeremiah preach. This is my sick. Oh, Jeremiah, I'm, I'm sick. Can you? Pr-? I'm just joking. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Love you, buddy. But I noticed something. Those sermons end up being the best ones. Those end up being the ones where God works the most because it's not about my passion level. It's about my purpose. If I know who I am and who God's called me to be, you just follow your purpose. You don't have to worry about your passion level. Sometimes I don't feel like being an engaged dad. Sometimes I come home, I just want to plop on the couch. We don't even have chips at the house. I don't think Helen will let us have potato chips, but I want to smuggle in some chips and just, (laughs) not kale chips either. You watch it if anyone was thinking that. I'm talking some greasy Lay's chips. That's what I want. And I want to put on, I just want to look at Netflix all day. But you got to understand, my passion doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how I feel. We put so much weight on how I feel and not on our purpose, not on who God spoke that I'm supposed to be as a father or a leader. You do the same thing. You're just like me. It's okay. We use the passion. We use our feelings as a guiding force of our life. But purpose beats passion. Sometimes you're not motivated, but that's when purpose comes in. That's when your why comes in. We think passion is what it's all about. We focus on feelings so much and we neglect identity. So let me ask you, who, who are you? Who are we as a church? If we focus on who we are and not how we feel, it gives you focus. It gives you initiative. It gives you fire that's going to get you through when it's rainy and you don't want to go to church. Or you want to invite that person, but you're scared they might say no. Or you want to serve, you want to step out, you want to leave, but you don't know if you have what it takes. Who are we? We say this statement all the time. We say life is hard. We help you explore faith. 
in a fun and authentic atmosphere. We come alongside you to live life to the fullest. If you're wondering for a way how to invite someone, if someone's like, what's with your church, weirdo? Why are you always checking in on Facebook? What's, your, what, what's the deal? What's special about that place? You could say many things. You could say everyone's welcome. You could say it's fun. You could say there's donuts. You could say, I'll save you a seat. If, but if they press you and say, well, what do y'all do? What's different? I would say this, that, hey, we come alongside you. We help you explore faith in a fun and authentic atmosphere. Some of y'all said that back to me. Casey said it to me one time. It got me fired up. We were at coffee. I wanted to start banging on the table, baby. I got me excited because I'm like, somebody's listening. Rachel said it too. Rachel said it at Easter. I remember people are posting about it. And I'm like, maybe they just ripped it off the website. I don't care. I'm going I'm to pretend that they remembered it. I'm going to believe that. I don't want to know if you didn't. Either way, it gets me excited. It gets me excited. But who are we? Why are we called Ascent? Two reasons. One is there's a group of Psalms. That's the Bible's hymn book. That's the Bible's playlist. Psalms 120 through 134 are called the Songs of Ascent. Ascent meaning a climb, a journey. Why are they called that? Well, back in the day, God's people, three times a year, they went to these religious festivals in Jerusalem and they stopped whatever they were doing and they left from all over the country, young, old, I'm real solid in my faith, I'm not so solid, whatever they're doing, they stopped and they went up together in a community up to Jerusalem, up to the temple to worship. They walked up, ascent, they climbed up. And as they went, they prayed these prayers. They sang these songs together. It embodies unity. It embodies purpose. It embodies life is not about me. It embodies we're coming together on a journey upward towards God. That's not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. It's the ascent. That's why we're called ascent. They would climb up to Jerusalem. They would climb up to the temple. They would climb up the stairs and then they would worship. Yes, stairs. They didn't have an escalator. I know it breaks your heart. The temple has no elevator system. I wish it did, but it does not. The stairs are awful. These are about unity. They're about worship. They're about God first. And as we read them, we see three main things we're called to do as people. The first thing is reach. What do we do as a church? When we want to, we say we, we want to do things. We want to reach, equip, and impact. When I say reach, I mean reach the people in the city. There's 450,000 people just in this city. One in five actively attend church. So that means this, there's about 351,000 people right here in the city who are not on a place Sunday. If you don't believe me, think of your condo, think of your apartment, think of your house, think of the nearest four houses around you. Odds are all four of them are not actively involved. When I look at mine, three are not. Maybe yours are different. That's statistically. I'm not saying Christmas and Easter. I mean, on an average Sunday, are they in church? The answer is no. We're here to reach people. I love Jeremiah started with that story of bringing his friend. That's, that's the kind of place you need to be. Britt Brit, Brit mentioned it. Brittany said, I'm bringing my friend. Y'all, that should concern all of us. That should excite all of us. Every week coming in saying, who's new? Who's the new face? Hunter talked about it too. Who's going to come today? And which couple's going to come and say, we'll give our marriage one last shot. Who's going to come and say, I haven't been to church. I got chewed up and spit out. I've been, I haven't been in years, but I'm going to give this whole God thing one last shot. Who's come on the verge of suicide and said, let's see if this whole God thing is real. Am I trying to put pressure on you? I'm not trying to guilt you, but I want you to understand you're not just greeting someone. You're not just parking a car. You're not just snapping a photo. You are doing God's work here in this city. And until you understand that, you won't understand your purpose. If you ever say, I'm just watching the kids. Oh, it drives me nuts. It does. You might see this look on my eye like this. 
I try to, I try to bring it back. But that upsets me because that means you don't get what, what God's doing. I just lead a group. No, no, no. That's discipleship. That's growth. God's calling us to reach the city. And I, I'm not trying to brag, but I think God's working. It's not me. I love you. It's not you. God's doing something through all of us, but it's all him. I want to show you a picture. And this is not to depress you. I hope it's to inspire you. This is a picture of our soft opening from August of 2017. It's over, a little over a year and a half ago. This is our soft opening. <laughs> That's not the line for the donuts. And I, lo- I love these. Half of these people ain't even here. They moved. They went to a different church, a better one. They, they, they found... <laughs> A church they didn't have to set up every week. Okay. I was sitting right over there, right where y'all were sitting. And I just took that. I'm so glad I took that picture. Because I remember thinking, is this going to work? I remember thinking, did I hear from God correctly? (laughs) I hope so. I thought I did. It doesn't look like it. But I thought I did. Well, two months later, it was October 15th. um, We we looked back. I think there was about 25 people here at the ish. Um, we, we look back and at, um, in October, there was 151 people, 151. That's good. I like that. So, oh, it's headed the right way. That excites me a little bit. I'm like, maybe, maybe God's up to something. Somebody's laughing at me. I don't know what it is. It's okay. You, were you? Come on. I like that. I like that. I'll celebrate that. That's awesome. Easter 2019. So 25, 151. Easter 2019, we had 663 people in attendance. That's something to get excited about. You should celebrate that. Now, I don't want to be a place. I don't want you to leave and say, I did that. I want this to be a place where you can say, hey, God is working through me. He's working through my giving. He's working through my serving. He's working through my inviting. That's a celebration. Because God said, hey, I want you to reach this city. We are on our way to reach this city. There's 240,000 people in Chesapeake. 244,000 in Norfolk, 361,000 in Virginia Beach who are not attending a church. That's a lot of souls. That's a lot of marriages. That's a lot of kids growing up, not knowing who to turn to, not knowing God loves them and has a plan for them. This should not intimidate you. This should excite you because the mission field is at your doorstep. God might call you to another country. That's fine. God bless you if you do. That is awesome. That's God's work. But don't think you have to raise money and go to a foreign country to do God's work. Look at those four houses around you. Because statistically, they ain't going anywhere. Okay? Let's change our perspective a little bit. Um, We've seen 73 people baptized. That's incredible. That's great. It's hard to count. I'll be honest with you. It's hard to count salvations. It is. Sometimes we ask people to put their hands up. Sometimes people fill fill, fill out that card. That's a difficult number to track. Baptism is very simple. That's the number I prefer to track. Um, the, the team launched the YouTube channel, soft opening kind of in February, really got started in March. We've had 1,063 YouTube views. That is nuts. 1,000 extra people have been inspired or encouraged because of your giving and your service. Now, these are people who are deployed. These are people who are sick. These are people who just had a baby and can't get out of bed. These are people who the message is going to, and we have no idea what seeds God is planting. We want to reach people, but we don't want to stop there. I don't want a big church. I don't want all these people just come in just to be like, oh, that's cool. I don't want to just reach people. We need to equip people. We need to equip them. 
Um, scripture says that our job is to equip the saints for acts of service. Okay, you understand that? We're starting something. He's excited. Casey's up here. Um, we're starting something called Next Step soon. This is going to help you discover your gift, figure out your potential, learn more about the church, really get integrated. That's coming this summer. We're excited about that. We're very, very thankful for that. But we want to equip people with a group. Garrett's all about groups. Garrett, stand up a little bit. Give him a wave. Come on, don't be weird. Don't be shy on me. That's Garrett. Garrett's leading the way with groups. Casey, stand up. Come on, baby. Jolly, baby. Yes, Casey, if you're like, what's next steps? I might want to get involved. He's taking over for, I can't look at Deborah. I'm going to start crying. Deborah's been, Deborah's moving. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. They're moving. Stevie and them, they, they, have a, they have a great home they're moving to. They just bought a house. They're, you know, the military's moved them. They have a great church they're going to be a part of. I can't look. I'm going to choke up. So I'm going to do this like this. But Deborah's done so much with groups, with next steps, with set up with everything. So before you leave tonight, she's not leaving now, but give her a hug, show her some love. She's been integral during this season. When I say equip, I mean personal growth. A challenging series that, like we're going to, like I said, it's heavy. We want to equip you. We want to impact the city. 99 for the one, helping them. We want to have more service opportunities coming. Let's change the city together. The scripture I want to show you, it's only one verse. It's this. It says, again, Jesus said, can we get it up there? It said, again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. Peace be with you. As the Father is sending me, I'm sending you. I like to use a lot of scripture. Not tonight. We're just doing one. Because I want you to chew on it a little bit. I love Jesus starts with peace be with you. If the thing God has called you to doesn't make you to doesn't put you in a position to need God's peace, you're doing it wrong. If you're not living away, if you're not married in a way, if you're not giving in a way, if you're not serving in a way where you have to get on your knees and say, God, I need your peace to get through this. You're not fully trusting him with your life. He's saying peace because I'm sending you out. As the father has sent me, I'm going to send you. Turn to your neighbor, tell him you're going to need it. You're going to need it. You're going to need his peace. One of the reasons we're called Ascent, I just told you from the songs of Ascent, Song of Ascent. The second one is this, because I love wordplay. People always mess up our name. Has someone messed up our name in your presence? People say Accent Church all the time. They're like, oh, you go to the Accent? No. No, I don't. People say Essence Church. I know, it's weird, right? The best one, I was on the phone with Geico, and they said, is this Thomas Lane with NSYNC Church? And you know what I said? I said, it's going to be me. That's what I said to him. That's what I said. That's what I said to him. No, no, no. If you have trouble learning our name, if you have trouble figuring out who we are or why we're called this, here's what you need to understand. We are sent. We are a sent people. We are a sent community. We are a sent church. That's what you need to understand. If you're like, who are we? What are we doing here? It's very simple. You say, we are a sent church, meaning we're a people on purpose. We're a community on purpose. We were sent here with a purpose. We're not here for our comfort. Feel those chairs, nothing comfortable about them. We were here for a reason, for a purpose. Where are we going? Very briefly, because I'm talking too much. Here's what the future holds. The next step for us is we need to hire an executive pastor another pastor on staff. The average church has one full-time staff for every 70 average and weekend worship attendance. We have, um, so that means we need a full-time staff of five to six. We currently have three. We're about 50% capacity. That's our next step. 
to help with the business side of things, to help with administration, to help with leadership, to help bring all these changes, which I'm about to tell you about. The next step is we as a church need office space. Most of our staff works from home or from a coffee shop, and we need an office space and office culture. Step three, we need to start looking into a building. I'm not saying buy a building. I'm not saying move there tomorrow. But the school is great, but the school, maybe you've had a friend crash with you. The school is like this. They're like, you can stay a little bit, but this isn't forever. You ever heard a friend stay on your couch? You're like, you can crash here for a while, but get some plans. Go to some interviews. Get out as soon as you can. That's how the school was treating us. They've been great to us, but you need to understand we cannot stay here forever. They're very clear about that. We're like a friend crashing on someone's couch. We're going to visit other churches who've done what we've done. Started at a school, moved to a building. We're going to see how they did it. We're going to look at them and say, okay, how big was your staff when you did this? How much money did you raise? Did you do a building campaign? And we're going to work backwards. Maybe this is a 10-year plan. Maybe it's five. Maybe it's three. I don't quite know. But know that a building is definitely in the future. You know how many sweet office spaces, not office spaces, buildings there are around the corner from this church? You've seen the Sports Authority. You've seen the Toys R Us. How sick would this be? Just look at some of these spots. Wouldn't that be hot? I like that. I do. I do. I don't want anyone to, nobody share that because they're going to be like, we got a building. No, 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 no. Hold on. Lower your expectations. Lower your expectations. But this, this is what our space could look like. These are some friends of mine. Um, this is a guy up in Richmond. They started just like us. Um, they went to a private staples or something like this. Hit the next one. I'm talking too much. I'm going too long. Yep. In that space, it looks hot. looks very hot. That's something that we would do. And what we would do is probably lease a space. And we would do as much work as we could. We would go in and redo the floor. We would paint the walls. We would do as much as we can. We would build a stage. We would take ownership in our church. I want you to look at that verse again because I need to wrap up. Band, get ready because I'm talking too much. I need to land the plane a little bit. I'm sorry. I get excited at team night. John 20, 21, it says this. It says, again, Jesus said, he said, peace be with you. As the father sent me, I am sending you. I came to tell you, No one else is coming. I came to tell you there is no plan B. I'm not saying there's no other churches here. Of course, there's churches in the city. There's great churches. But God's plan was to work through the church. He didn't say, I'm going to try this church thing. If it doesn't work out, I'll just find something else. I'm God. I'll come up with something. No, no, no. There is no plan B. He said, this is what I want to be the light of the world. It's you in this room, to be a light to this community. As the Father sent Jesus, Jesus is sending us. Here's four things we could do. I thought about saying, pick one and do it. That's lame. That's weak. I don't want you to be 25% committed. Imagine doing your wedding vows. I promise to love you in sickness and in health. Do you? I'll do it about a quarter of the time. That sounds awful. I don't want you to be 25% committed. I want you to be all in. Here's the four things you need to be doing if you want to see this church reach its mission to change the city, to reach, equip, and impact others exactly where they are as we rise to new life in Christ. Here's the big four. You need to pray. Pray is the easiest, but it's the easiest to forget about. Pray as a family. Do it at dinner time. Pray for your church. Say, let's pray for a cent for a second. Pray for the city. Pray for your neighbors. You have to pray. It's so easy to do, but it's the hardest because you're going to neglect it. It's so easy to neglect. You need to bring people. I didn't say invite. I said bring. Invite sounds, oh, I shared some on Facebook. I invited plenty of people. No, 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 bring them. Hey, I'll pick you up at 10, 15. We'll go to church. We're going to brunch. Bring them. Get them here. Get them back. You need to serve. Bring that, bring that back up if you wouldn't mind. Serve. Y'all are serving. I want to see tonight. I want five more people to, oh, sorry, six more to join setup team. 
If anyone's idling, not serving anywhere, they want to get involved, they want to get in the mix. I want five folks to join kids tonight. Y'all got real quiet. Yeah, we like that. The kids team up front. Not for the preschool. Don't worry. I mean, not the preschool room. I mean, not the Ascent preschool. There is no Ascent preschool. Don't worry. Everyone relax. Y'all just got to calm down, kids team. Next thing I want you to do is to give. I want you to give. If this is your church, if this is your home, I want to ask you right now to give sacrificially. If this excites you, if you're like, I want to reach the city, I want to make an impact, let's get into a building. Let's hire some staff. There is no magic wand. God has blessed you to be a blessing to others. God has given most of you an income, an opportunity, blessing, and a skill set to earn an income. God asked for some of that back sacrificially. Not not just what you have left over. He asked for this sacrificially to be a light in the world. We need to be a church that says we will do whatever it takes to make an impact. I want to ask you, are you in? Are you willing to be the answer to someone's prayer? Are you willing to be a part of something bigger than yourself? I refuse to be a church who's just going to sit back and let things happen. We need to get active. We're here to come alongside people. We're here to reach Equip and impact others exactly where they are as we rise to new life in Christ. How are you going to those 351,000 people that are our neighbors? You're going to sit back or are you going to take action? Let's pray. Father God, may we be a bold people who's not afraid to take action. Just as the Father sent Jesus, Jesus is sending us. God, may we be like him. He did so much more than this, but the big four that we can do in this room, God, we need to pray earnestly for this church, for this city. We need to bring other people, not on a special Sunday, not just Christmas and Easter, but all the time. We need to serve selflessly and wholeheartedly, not just saying, I'm just rocking a baby, but no, you are raising up these kids to know that God loves them and has a plan for them. And God, may we be a generous people. God, we heard Jesus talk more about money than he talked about hell. Then he talked about prayer. Then he talked about faith because he knows it is often the last stronghold in which we surrender to him. But we are not stupid. We understand if you're calling us to fulfill this mission, then you're calling us to give. You're calling us to give. We love you, God. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your son. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Ascent, team night's not over. Nobody leave. We're going to worship him, baby. Y'all ready to worship him? We got two more for you. Stay in your feet. Let's get loud. Jesus is on the move in Virginia Beach. And if you would like to learn more about who we are and our mission, follow us at Ascent Church 757. If you would like to give to further our mission to impact the city and beyond, you can do so at our website, ascentchurch.net. We hope to see you soon.